listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Welcome to episode 29 of Cinemental. What's the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, it was. Your mother sit here with his cars. Would you like to leave a message? I see that she gets it. It was as if there were four razors cutting at the same time. Kill her, Mommy! Kill her! We'll tear your soul apart! I've seen the exorcist about 167 times, and it keeps getting funnier every single time I see it! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the movie podcast that we can only hope you enjoy listening to as much as we enjoy making. My name is Stephen Hovicki, and as always, I'm here with my co-hosts, Hassan Godwin and Lathan Conger III. Our guest today is a New York Times bestselling artist and writer most widely known for his work in the world of comics, where he has received multiple award nominations, as well as the industry's top prize, the Eisner Award. As an artist... Although he's probably best known for his IDW comic series, 30 Days of Night, which spawned a major motion picture. He has worked for most all of the comic companies that matter, as well as many creator-owned books he produces. Yeah. I thought you said, and the ones that don't. <laughs> <laughs> he often does art for money in a strange and hugely lucky thing some would call a career, and follows the giant space squid. Ben Templesmith, welcome to Cinemental. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't enjoy hearing my my own. Well, I wrote Blades. that bio, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, it's like I'm more than happy to put one together for you. But I mean, that's fine. Technically, I am a New York Times bestselling artist, uh, author, whatever. Right. It was my book. I wrote the damn thing. Of course, it was on there for like a week, which is big for a small graphic novel. So, absolutely, not a big graphic novel, a small graphic novel. So, hey. Uh, New York yeah. Times bestselling is something great to be able to put in, in front is. of you. And if you've ever been on the list, you put that in your bio because it sounds good. Exactly right. You are a New so. York Times bestselling author. Boom. Done. So uh, we'll, we'll move because Ben has picked a couple of films that I think that we're going to have some fun talking about tonight. So you asked me to pick them, man, but you know. I know what I was just saying. You picked a couple of a, a, a couple of good ones, oh. and it kind of worked. And it kind of worked out good because actually your show is going to premiere on on something I'm going to call because the all the episodes are going to for the next after yours are going to premiere in October. I'm rebranding oh, the show. I'm rebranding the show, Scaramental, instead of Cinemental. So, I've already made up graphics and everything. Anyway. How about some news? There's, there's, a, a, there's a percentage of, uh, of horror <laughs> snobbery amongst the staff here there, at the there may, Cinemental. There, there, there may be a, a slight <laughs> sliver of horror snobbery. Yeah. Um, and I, and I'm, As and I I'm, discovered the hard way when I... And, I'm, I, and I'm padding the guests for October <laughs> in exactly that manner. So how about some news that gives us fits? Latham, do you have anything? Uh, you know, I really, uh, I, I really don't. I was going to say something about, uh, WandaVision, but you stole my thunder and it's probably better. We're probably better for it. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to steal so, your thing. No, I, I, I was just going to say, I, you're stretching it too thin. So oh, gotcha. we got, we got it out. Um, 
no, I'm I don't really have much else on the uh, entertainment. Spectrum. Can I can I say something? Of yeah. course you can. It's kind of news. It's not news, but it, okay. So because of the pandemic, I don't know if you, I don't know who you guys really are, but you <laughs> seem really cool and well, thank you. Influencers of, of some kind, because apparently <laughs> we I like am. to think that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, so they're not doing premieres anymore, obviously, where you can just get your your. I'm going to say elite friends, the, the bullshit brigade, who can come and see a movie and then speak widely right. and powerfully about shit. Everyone's locked down in their homes. So I've had two invites now to premieres online where they send you like a nice little swag bag thing. And then, Oh, you have to watch it like on their own stream, the live thing. And then, oh, okay. them. and then you meant to go and say it was wonderful or be honest anyway. So I've done that once, but I just got an invite to a new horror, a horror movie called, uh, I'd looked up the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Haven't heard. I think it's more of an indie film coming out. Cause I haven't seen a trailer or anything. I should look it up. I, just saw something on Twitter about this. Yeah, I don't know if it's any good, but I'll give it a watch. Why not? Uh, I'm going to anyway. Yeah, I told them I would. So that's good. I wish I could get invited to stuff like that. That's awesome. I have no idea, dude, why I'm (laughs) on a list of some kind. (laughs) Don't question because (laughs) why not? Well, the people on my social media are all movies and comics, so it's like that sort of very centric yeah. type stuff. Maybe you know, not, to, that way, so. not to bring this down, but I mean, if you get an invite, um, an inexplicable invite by, by people that you don't know for reasons that you yeah, don't know, maybe you shouldn't is. go. Maybe you should stay away from it. That's how they get you, man. <laughs> I don't have to leave my house for this, though. Especially <laughs> yeah, it's a that's, horror movie. They're trying to get you. <laughs> well, they got my address. So I'm they're trying to lure you out, man. That's That's what it is. <laughs> Come to this great show. It's it's really happening. It's happening right now. And and all you've got to do is log in. (laughs) It's nice. It's like it's not the normal premieres where with with bullshit people who get you know that stuff. They have to reach out to people who just like stuff and who like it enough that they've got a small at least some presence, I guess. And then we get to experience it. So you guys should be on that list at some point. Well, the nice thing too is, you know, you're limited at a premiere, especially for an indie premiere. A, you have to set it up. You have to rent a rent a theater. You have to be in a place where you can get, hopefully, enough people to, to put in there yeah. that it makes sense. You're not just bringing 100 of your friends. You want to bring – so you're yeah. bringing over the press and, friend and all that kind of stuff. Whereas this, you can invite 10 people. You can invite 10,000 people. It doesn't matter. I mean, that's yeah, well, a, I mean, I mean, it almost works better. Part of Other the deal is obviously they it's send good. you some stuff as well. Which well, of is course, going to be cheaper than renting out and doing all the, the things. Absolutely, because so. they so probably the give you a bag at the theater anyway. Maybe. Yeah, they probably do. Yeah, it's, it's still cheaper to do it the online way then. Yeah. Swag. Like, everyone should have that. We should. I that. agree. It's a new changing model, so it should be. It should be <laughs> somewhere you could sign up for that. So I'm at least <laughs> going to say the, the name of the film because um, I know this isn't going live for a while. So, yeah. right. No, uh, it'll be up uh, a week from Friday. Oh, good. The Wolf of Snowman Hollow? What was it called? Snow the Wolf of Snow Hollow. Wolf of Snow Hollow. Sounds pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm going to check out a trailer soon. Yeah. That's cool. I don't know. I'm doing my, doing my job. I'm not saying <laughs> it's good. I'm saying I'm going to have to. I'm just it. saying I'm going to find out if it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you by any chance, Ben, are you, do you, are you one of the subscribers to Shudder? I was, but I let it lapse okay. a while ago. Before Did, oh, the cool okay. stuff came on it. Oh, I was going to ask you if you'd watched Host. The, uh, the, actually, the horror, I haven't seen Host. The you mean the movie. Korean Host? Right? No, 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 no. This is a movie that the this guy, oh, this guy, sh- this guy, quote unquote, shot it all using Zoom during the pandemic. Oh god! I... <laughs> <laughs> it's done really well. I was really surprised. 
It's not the one written by Anthony Johnson, is it? No, that was, he's done a he's a comic writer who now is a game writer, but he wrote a I don't think social so. media type movie short movie thing. Yeah, it's uh, not that well, one. Well, there was a there was a bunch of those. This one literally just came out like two months ago. Uh, I'll I'll find it if I can. Maybe it's uh. <laughs> That's going to be all movies soon anyway, because not much can get filmed. Uh, no, this was written by Gemma Hurley and Rob it. Savage and directed by Rob Savage. So, hmm. but yeah, and it's 57 minutes. It's not even an hour. That's right. Cause it had to, it had to fall within the parameters of, of a zoom meeting of a zoom meeting. So it's, it's, it's really neat. It's like these six friends get together and have like a, an online seance and you know, things, things go awry. <laughs> so as as they do yeah that movie was called ouija it came out about 15 years ago <laughs> and it was bad then <laughs> yeah uh stevie i do have one thing okay uh real quick uh i watched uh bill and ted three okay and oh man you know how you just want something to be better than it is you just want it to be like as good as you remember the other two and Man, it, it it tried. Those guys look great. There's nothing wrong with the acting. It's just like they couldn't figure out a way to make this like interesting or fun. And it was a disappointment. And it bothered me that I paid uh, 25 bucks for it or whatever I paid. So that's why it gave me fits. Wow. I've heard mostly good stuff about it. Hassan, yeah, you liked it, right? I did enjoy it. But I mean, okay. I, I do see where he's coming from with it, where it's like, I don't know how much I would have enjoyed it if it came out a couple of years after the third, the, the second one. But since it's 20 years. Or if you didn't know the characters, if you just, if it was standalone film, it's. Well, as a standalone, yeah, hopefully it would be, it would have been a little more cohesive. If it was, if it was standalone, it, it is, it is based on or building itself on the fact that you already know who these two characters yeah. are. And I, I, I think the, I think one of the things that got me was the greatness of the fact that, okay, Bill and Ted is back. That is as enormous still to this day as Keanu Reeves is, he was enthusiastically behind, you know, the, the whole thing. Um, I enjoyed the film. It was funny, you know? Um, and, but I do, I, I do not agree with some people. They say it was better than the second one. Oh, I, you know, I don't, I didn't, I didn't agree with that. You know, I think it's a good, it's a, it was a, it was a good experience, you know, to a brand new movie sitting in my house watching, you know, uh, a, a series that I had previously enjoyed. It brought back a lot of good memories. It was a good experience, but I get what you're saying about it. It was fine. You know? It was fine. I mean, you know, William Sadler, I think is the highlight as death. I mean, he's just, you could, you could do a whole, do a whole offshoot movie with him and it would be funny. I think he's really, really <laughs> true. Good. And there's like, you can't tell he aged at all because of the makeup. So it's, that, that was kind of cool. <laughs> I did see some shots. Yeah, sadly. And I'm like, wow, he looks exactly the same. That's pretty he good. Did. He looked, they did a great but job. He was already, he was already like, you know, past his, you know, he was, he wasn't a youngster. Age, right. Yeah. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. But I, I, I get why people don't like it. I just enjoyed it. But I do understand. It's not like one of those things where people say something and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe you. What's wrong with your brain? You know, like, <laughs> don't you know how to have fun? Because I do get it. Like King Kong. I never understood. I, under, I never understood people's hatred of uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. I don't either. Because as, as I said, there's an 18 foot gorilla that kicks a Tyrannosaurus Rex in the face. 
And as a boy, I don't know. I don't know how you can't get past that. You know, like I, that was worth eight seventy five in in its day. You know, that's exactly how I feel about it. That's that was that's just where's the boy in you? I can I, I get if chicks did don't dig it. You know, <laughs> but, but if you're a kid, if you're a if you're a boy, you. yeah, there's a freaking brontosaurus stampede. <laughs> I, 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 I touched I, Kong. <laughs> I'm sorry. In, in pro, I touched Kong inappropriately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I touched that Kong. I went to weather workshops and I touched. Oh, oh God, no! Nice. I actually no. I have seen the film. Are you gonna just one up us all night long? Is that what <laughs> no, I, just let a weird, weird? I had a movie made, man, so I got experiences. So where did the props and stuff? So. So your answer is yes, then, basically. Oh, it's like, I can't talk about the film much, but I did touch the hair. Yeah. It was very silky. It was nice. Those guys are not a joke. Weta is not a... No. Those, yeah. those guys are not... Those guys are serious. No, they're really cool. If they're, if they're doing the props for a movie, you know it's going to look good, at least look good. When I was working with Gentle Giant all those years, Weta used to set up on the backside of us, so I actually got to know Richard... Uh, not really well, but at least, you know, friendly enough to say hello to him and he knows who I am. So um, I helped them out a couple of times over the years when they were setting up their big uh, ogres or dragons or whatever they had brought in their life-size things to have people kind of stand under and take pictures of at the show. And uh, yeah, uh, unbelievably nice guys. I mean, they were, they were fun to, you know, hang out with and, and, and build stuff with. So, I mean, I could, Totally get that. I mean, and I, and I can't even imagine a trip to like their place. That would just be like Candyland for like anyone who's into making movies. I mean, come oh on. Oh my God. Yeah. It'd be like going to, it'd be like going to ILM here, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. You just have to, you'd have to walk around with your hands in your pockets the whole time. Yeah. Right. Cause it's like, know? where's, where's the storeroom? <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what's on the shelves. Even not even, not even talking about theft because that would happen. But, um, it, but also, you just want to touch everything, you know, yeah. and, and a lot of those things are not sturdy. They're not toys, you I'm know. Sorry, is so that you just, coffee table a Millennium Falcon? That is a Millennium Falcon, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna have to take that with me. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. In fact, I'm gonna t- have to take everything. Do you guys, do you guys make those here? You do. You make those here, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I could just get one of those shipped to my house. One of the greatest things I ever saw was in the making of uh, Revenge of the Sith, and they they had a they had a prop lightsaber, Anakin Skywalker lightsaber that was made of rubber, but they were able, because of the technology, other words, we were able to, <laughs> yeah, I, like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I knew what I was doing when I even, when I, when I ventured out into this, but it was, it, they were able to chrome it because of the way the technology is. So that it was, it literally looked like a, a, a shining piece of metal. And then oh, the guy, nice. he bent it, you know, and it was like, that's, that's crazy. Like, like, there's nothing these guys can't do now, you know? One of the biggest things in the documentary was that they had a, the first time they had a fully symmetrical Darth Vader mask because of the way they could do 3D <laughs> printing. And I'm like, I don't think anybody could tell. I, I guess that's yeah, important, right. but uh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah like, oh, we, made, we made half of it, and then we used its computer to make another half. You that's see right. how it works, and then we put the two halves together we are geniuses yeah, all right i could do that with photoshop but okay exactly all right so so interestingly enough uh and the clock and, just struck midnight by the way oh very, very nice <laughs> in your time yeah, I that's right. It, it, it's still that, counts that's right that's it right counts midnight latham <laughs> ben's choice for guilty pleasure 
is David Lynch's Dune. Know then that it is the year 10,191. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. The planet is Arrakis, also known as Dune. An incredible secret has been kept on this planet. He who controls the spice controls the universe. This is genocide. The deliberate and systematic destruction of all life on Arrakis. Father, the sleeper has awakened. Dune, a world beyond your experience, beyond your imagination. 1984, clearly directed by David Lynch, with a running time of 137 minutes. Ben, why'd you pick? What? 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 No, <laughs> don't be sorry. Uh, why did you pick Dune? This yeah. is our, our our guest last week picked Basket Case. So uh, that's well, why we... the thing was so good because we had Basket <laughs> Case last week. Well, uh, well, I watch it at least twice a year, well, once oh, or twice a year. But uh, because of the Dune movie, the new one, ever since they greenlit that happening i've just been on a june kick and i watched it just before you actually emailed me so uh about this it's kind of like it's what it's what star wars could have been in a sense of its epic space opera fantasy melt it's, it's tech melded with magic in another way that star wars does with midi midichlorians the force that stuff but this does with prophecy and yeah the spice and yeah they can magically fold time and also all sorts of other stuff but it, it's much more there's more depth to it. There's nuance and agendas and a way bigger expansive Star Wars has it too now, but we've all read the book. Yeah. You know, it's, there's a lot going on and it was very, it was commentary on the time and it's still a timeless subject of about the environment and about religion and about all sorts of things. So it's good. And then like the movie holds up because if you love pugs and, and, uh, and Patrick Stewart, <laughs> when I discovered that and realized like, wait, wait, he's holding a dog while going into battle. <laughs> yeah it, it makes it for and the costume designs are gorgeous too it's like you really yes when i was a kid it blew my mind initially and it's aged now but it's still great i uh i had not watched this probably since it came out i'm guessing wow. so reviewing this uh i was i was i was watching it for a couple of different things i was watching for mostly the if the effect see how many of the effects held up and and what of the <laughs> I mean, really, the only bad special effects in the film, honestly, uh, I mean, the Albert Whitlock matte paintings are are unbelievably gorgeous and seamless. I mean, even the matte paintings in The Thing don't hold up to the ones in Dune. I mean, the ones in Dune are beautiful, and they're painted at such perfect perspective that you don't get any of that weird sort of too-far effect that you tend to get out of matte paintings sometimes, yep. and they were just done so well. Um, the only thing is that 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 you know they tried CG for the for the shields for the individual body shields, and mm. it's funky. It is real. I don't mind. It. I, I know you don't, and I, and that, that's fine. Uh, I, I it is just way. It's the only part of that movie that it made me chuckle a little, but it also it's the only part of the movie that took me out of when I was watching it. Uh, I so I I, I I've forgotten how much i mean this film 
and 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 obviously Hassan will dig into this more, I'm sure, when he gets to it. I mean, honestly, I, I, I like the movie, don't get me wrong, but the movie really is the Cliff Notes version of Dune, mm. and there's no two ways about it. There's no and there's no other way you could really do it. I mean, there's just too much going on in that story. But it really is. It moves so fast from thing to thing to thing. It's like literally you can almost like see the chapters ticking by. And it's like, OK, this is what happens now. And this is what happens now. And then this is what happens now. There's the huge block of, of information thrown at you up front to get you to get you rolling, which I thought was a little funky because I thought some of that was immediately repeated when they show Paul with his little tablet. And he's going through all the planets in his head, talking about in you know in his inner inner monologue, talking about all the different planets. And I just felt that was how it was originally meant. And then the studio was like, "We don't know what's going on. Put a put a, put something in the front that tells everybody yeah, what's that, happening." That that was a bad yeah, choice. It just regurgitates everything that they literally just told you seven minutes before that. And it's that's the only thing I thought that that was a mistake right there. And I, I understand that that not being his problem, but a hundred percent. The movie looks still looks beautiful. The outfits are great. I actually looked up the production designer and the art director on this film because I wanted to know if they had worked on Flash Gordon. And they hadn't. But I just felt that there was a very strong, you know, obviously a lot less color, you know, even though the, these mm-hmm. sets are pretty colorful. But, uh, I mean, not Flash is, you know, off the rails when it comes to that. But that's fine. That's what it's supposed to be. But there were two points in this movie that I that I made notes about saying that they had truly Flash Gordon moments. And one is like that that big music cue when he rides the worm the first time and it's like and and also when you know when he yells long live the fighters and they play the same music cue again when you're just like it's kind of this weird Flash Gordon effect feel watching this movie. It doesn't feel like a David Lynch film. I would never watching this movie. I would never think that it was a David Lynch film. I would. You know, and I clearly I'm, you know, and Latham will have, I'm sure, something to say about that. Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I don't feel I mean, maybe I'm not familiar enough with his his shot setups and whatnot, but I just don't feel like, you know, until I saw him in the movie, I wouldn't have known that he was connected to it. And with that, we got some problems. Yeah, <laughs> with the spice like, harvester. we got some problems with the spice harvester. Yeah, yep. we can't. Nobody's answering. <laughs> So I will defer to uh, our resident David Lynch expert and our resident Dune expert, and uh, we'll go with the David Lynch expert first. Latham, Ben, are you a uh, are you a Lynch fan? I am. I, I mean, I'm not a like I'm not an expert by any means. So I oh. like his films. I like his I like his uh, coffee commercials. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. You've seen them? Yeah. The Barbie doll. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> and he's I unique. Will... I, I do love him, but I'm not an expert by any means. I will ask Hassan too. Hassan, are are all the things in this movie that pander to the disgusting side of human nature, spit and boils and slime, is that all in the Dune book? No. That's all Lynch, right? Yes. For the most part. There's no mention in the book of the Baron having deformities. Well, Um, he is being attacked by a disease. Yeah, but I mean, but it's it, not. It yeah, it doesn't go into detail about. There's no doctor. And it's a, it's, yeah, it's a spice-related, you know, ailment, and that's the whole reason his nephews are put forward because he's not going to have an heir, and he's, you know, and he's also, you know, a, a sexual deviant, so he's not oh. married. And he's, you know, so there's there's other 
there's other things, but it's not that graphic. It's not. I, I mean, was, those, I those were those was. were creative choices from Lynch. Yeah, I didn't want to comment on it if being wrong, but yeah, I, I don't. I'm like I said, I I read the book when I was real young. I don't I don't remember the book at all. Um, I think the best pop culture moment of rewatching this is when they're in the desert and he says, "Walk without rhythm, it won't attract the worm." <laughs> and now I know what that line is from that Fat Boy Slim yep. song, "Weapon of Choice." That's right. Am I correct? Yep, hundred percent. So it's. Is that that who's saying that line in the song? It's sampled. That's it's a sample, yeah. but it's slowed yes. down, isn't yes. it? It's sampled. Oh, it's sampled to make the to, to to match the beats. That's brilliant. Okay. I always like I love this song, but what the fuck is he talking about? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And now I have it's to like connect. um that's like Dragula from uh from Rob Zombie. Yeah. Where oh, he, we yes. see he calls out conquering the worm. That's a Dune <laughs> reference. Oh, that's great. That's that's really cool. You know, I I've seen this pro you know a few times over the years. I I didn't see it when it came out. I probably saw it on video, but this is probably my most enjoyable viewing of it. You know, the art direction here is stunning. I think what's what people don't mention I, the the sound editing in this is nuts. I mean it just covers this movie and it covers it well to cover any slights or anything that might be incredulous or, or, you know, hampered by whatever special effects they had at the time. But it is, I mean, look at these, these sets that Lynch puts together and the intricacies of them and that they bring the big, uh, what's the guy who helps fold space. Who's the navigator, uh, the guild navigator, guild navigator. They bring him in and then, Sightail is his name, I, I believe. Sightail is his name. Sightail? Mm-hmm. Okay. I believe. And they move him out of there, and there's slime all over the floor. And it, Yeah, I like just, the two guys with vacuums who are, like, arbitrarily vacuuming. Yeah, like, up the, they do such a half-ass job. The one guy just, like, yeah. drags it behind him as he goes, and that's and you're like, what about the rest of the crap on the floor? There's a great and moment where all place, the all, all, all the navigators stop at the door and turn around, yeah. and I always yell out, cheese. <laughs> they, they, they just kind of stand there and profile, and then they, they file out the door. I mean, you got to clean up the slime. That's not your house, dude. You came in there, and you said your piece, and now you leave this trail of shit on the floor. That's the emperor's and, problem. That's right. Yeah, I mean, you clean this up. You know, these, this these guys with lame ass wetbacks. Okay. Hey, what do you, you know, but that kind of detail is, I, I don't know. I, I love that. And I, I loved, I, I didn't remember this movie. I think the last time I watched this was watching the long version, which I don't know how long uh, do you, did you look that up Stevie? How long the longer version is? Uh, the longer version I have is three hours and 16 minutes. I mean, that's, that's a full hour yep. of extra footage. Right. I haven't seen that in a while, but this, like, like Steve said, this, this moves, man, it, it moves from piece to piece and there's still a lot of, you know, thought going on with the character, especially, you know, you know, Paul Atreides, Kyle McLaughlin talking about stuff and moving the plot along. I mean, again, this week, we talked about this before the, the book is unfilmable. I mean, to get it down in a two hour, two and a half hour, that's difficult. And what, what you're left with here, it feels like you're reading like an encyclopedia entry of the history of this this story. And the beginning with Virginia Madsen, I mean, I know it's I know it comes off as a little convoluted and too much, but 
it's not horrible. I mean, it sets, you know, it sets up what's going on and then you got them on the computer. And then at the end, you got like this, this, it feels like you're reading like an old time book and now you're reading all the characters in the back and they've all got their profile of them standing there and what their name was. And I, I think that's just, he put, he put more effort into this Lynch did than I remember. And it's, you know, there's there's epic scenes in this where there's a, I mean, those aren't special effect actors. Those are, that's extras running wherever the fuck they're running. And if they're, you know, put put in the effect later or whatever, but they're running somewhere. There's hundreds of these guys running in the desert or running on a hill somewhere. And that's, you know, that's not something you, you just do and blow it off. Uh, apparently I, uh, a bunch of the guys spent weeks clearing three square miles of the Mexican desert so that they could shoot in it where the desert would have absolutely nothing but sand. Oh, wow. That's yeah. why that those areas that they shot all the, all the desert scenes were all these areas that they, that they had literally hand cleared. That's amazing. That's amazing. And it's, it's, you know, that, that adds to it. I mean, the effects, you know, sandworms are great. I mean, the, 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 yeah, I uh, that's mean, the one thing I forgot water. that was really good was the sandworms are really well executed. I don't mind any of the, you know, for their limitations at the time, it's, it holds up fairly well. Um, there's a really weird wipe right before the final battle. I wish I had written more down than weird wipe before final battle, but um, it's just strange. <laughs> it's like, there's no other wipe in the movie or transition like this. And I'm just like, where'd that come from? And, you know, being a Lynch fan, it's fun to watch this because there's so many Lynch people in this movie so many actors he reuses yes. for twin peaks and the little girl uh that plays uh his sister oh yeah Alicia Alicia Witt. Witt. Yeah. Witt. yeah i mean that i didn't know it was her until i saw the credits i'm like oh wow there's another one um <laughs> so you know i'm just glad i i got to see it again and see this version because i didn't remember you know i, I probably appreciate it more being older now and he put forth a lot of effort into a, an impossible project and probably didn't get very good props for it. But I, I would give them to him now. I think he did a, a capable job. And honestly, I don't know how you're going to improve on this. You know, even better special effects. What are you going to do with that in the new movie? I mean, I'm oh, not, come on, dude. I'll see it. But yeah, come on. There's there's lots of room for improvement here. Now, let's yeah, but, let's not be unrealistic. Yeah, but the the, the effects in this. That's not the meat of the story. I understand. I understand that. I'm talking about just the general, the general narrative of the film. It's, it's choppy. And and the thing was, is I was, I was trying to watch this and I couldn't because I, I kept getting sucked into the movie. I was trying to watch it as if I didn't know anything about Dune going in, which is difficult because it's hard to not know stuff that, you know, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I had, I, you know, I, I could recognize, obviously, when everyone came on board, I remembered what the characters were. I remembered what they were there for. The thing that I'd forgotten about this was how many characters show up and are in the film for like five minutes. Oh, and then yeah. they're either dead, they're either killed or they're gone again. And you might see them again later for a couple minutes. But in most cases, you don't. That's how the new movie's going to be, you know? Because you, if you know those characters, you know this. I mean, like, uh, Jason Momoa's part's not going to be that big, you know? If you just know the Duncan Idaho 
storyline, even if they put all of it in the film. He's not, it's not going to be that big. Right. Um, so it's going to be, it's just going to be a lot of celebrity stunt casting. I don't have a problem with it. I don't think it, I don't, I don't think it's a negative, but it's going to be, it, he, Villeneuve is setting himself up for the same sort of extravaganza that David Lynch is, that, that David Lynch had done. He's, he's making some of the same decisions in, in a, in a way. He may be luckier because he has had some, some a lot of broader success than Lynch, and also there's a lot more familiarity with these books now than there was in 1984. So there's a there's a there's there's every chance that that movie is going to be a, a huge success, regardless of whether it's a success or not. I'm sure it's going to be a visual feast, you know. But to, but it's not going to be this film. You no. know, to, to keep with what Latham is saying, it's there's just the the level of artistry in this film is is just unsurpassed. I mean, the entire opening sequence with the Emperor's throne room, with the golden lay the gold embroidered yeah. walls, oh, and yeah. you know, Erlen with with her giant gown on and her ten wait ladies are waiting, like just following around. There's a guy walking through there with like fifteen puppies, right. you know, <laughs> just walking through. There's just Walk. You just saw that dogs. Yeah, <laughs> the future is all Except about the dogs. Conans, they got no dogs. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that ten thousand <laughs> years people. in the future, eight thousand years in the future, we still got pugs running around. Yeah, we still got dogs. There's a general. One of the one of the one of his generals has no nose. Yes, he's got he a, like nose a nose prosthetic or something on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's just the the level of detail in this is just it 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 will be difficult to surpass it, and that, I think that's what. Latham is talking about. I think that's what he means. It's just, it's just, you're just, how much more can visually can you world build to, to compete with a movie like this? Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's a taller task than, you know, than the director of the new movie is going to realize unless people forget about the old one, but I'm not forgetting about it. Hassan. Yeah. Everybody's everybody strap in. (laughs) No, I'll be quick. Look, the movie is not the book. Right. The book is amazing. The book is fantastic. The book is immersive. It is blocky in a lot of ways. It is is dense and impenetrable in some other ways. It is written in third-person omniscient, which is not the way most books are written anymore. There is just The book is just its own beast. And in all six of them, and they get weirder. So the weirder that this film was for whoever watched it, the, 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 the books get even weirder than this as they progress forward. We are here to talk about the movies, not the book. I'm just saying there's really no better job than Lynch could have done at the time, uh, at the, in 1984, at the, at the burgeoning stage of, of cinematic special effects. The, you know, brand new... Um, producer uh, Rafaela Dilrentes was this was her first movie for Lynch's first giant movie uh, because he, he I think he did a Razorhead before this oh, oh yeah before. Razorhead his, and then uh, Elephant Man yeah and then so and then, you know and then you give him Dune you know it's I mean it's yeah. he he wasn't gonna you know it, it he the, the the way wasn't carved out for him. Whatever he did, he had to 
figure it out on his own. Rafaela uh, De Laurentiis is a big fan of the book. Her, she's quoted as saying that they, the, the problem with the movies, they stuck too closely to the book. They tried to stick too closely to the book. So, you know, let that mean whatever you want it to mean. Um, there's a, there's, everything is wrong with this movie. You know, the movie is, is too long. Even the short version is too long. There's too much exposition with, with almost no explanation as to what's going on. So people just tell you what's, what's there, what's happening, and, you know, who, who the people are. But they don't tell you why. They don't get into the intricacies of, of you know, the world at all. Why, why can nobody else own their own ships? Why is it only one guild that controls space travel? Why is this guy the emperor, but he's answering to the guild? You know, like he's, he's kowtowing <laughs> to the guild like that. Why, you know, why is this guy on another planet, the Duke? He's got a water planet. Why is the emperor afraid of this guy who's all the way over here on his other planet who doesn't even have any spaceships, but yet somehow threatens his, his throne? You know, there's a lot of things that make sense in the books, but they just didn't bother even try to explain to you in the movie. It's just, um, it's just too much. much. Yeah, it works the complete opposite of, of, uh, of the thing. Whereas the information is there and he, and, and Carpenter refuses to over explain anything. <laughs> well, the information is not even in the movie and, and David Lynch is like, I'm not explaining it to you either. So you just read the book, you know, read the book and watch my movie. That movie is a beast. It is its own thing. And this is a, this is, it's damning it with faint praise. But once you get past all the stuff that it's not, there's just so much more that it is, you know, it is just, it's an amazing film. It really is. It's it, it kind of really like Crawl. Yeah, but it, I mean, Crawl is. No, I understand. No, I, 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 I don't mean that in that way. I mean it in the way. Yeah, but that, it's a completely. Oh, it's a, in in your in that it's its own thing. It's its own its own mythology. It's its own. Yeah, and just the world, and the kind of look and feel. It's an '80s look and feel to it. It's very much. It does. It's very feel. It feels like the '80s. I think that I think cinematically it's eighties. I but I think visually, you know, like aesthetically it's timeless because there's nothing. It's old timey. It's not really overly futuristic. It does, and in in, in the in the narration, it kind of explains why the future doesn't look like Back to the Future Two. You know, it's because they got rid of all the computers because the computers tried to kill it. They they already had their matrix circumstance or the, the, the Terminator, the computers tried to kill everybody. They killed all the computers. And that's why human beings are in these, these stages of evolution because they had these schools that they set up to, to enhance the human brain to the level of computers so that it wouldn't have to ever trust computers again. But none of that is in the movie. <laughs> they don't explain any of that. But look, the book is not written in three acts. And it doesn't have like a, a, a three act structure. It doesn't have a cinematic baseline so that you can follow it through. I'm very curious to see what the Villeneuve is able to do with it. I have faith in him. I'm looking forward to do it. I'm, I, I don't doubt him, but there's no way he's going to diminish this film. This no. film is not going to disappear. No, of course it's not, not going to disappear. It's not going to be. And the, the problem that Villeneuve is going to have is this is going to resurface a lot of the fanatics of this film. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of unfair comparisons because 
this this film is a masterwork. It's it's on the level of Jaws. It's on oh, the level of Star Wars. Come on now. It is no, it's, visually, no. artistically. No. Hell yeah. No. Hell yeah. I look. It's that not cinematically. It's not cinematically on the level of Jaws, but it is. It, the, name a film that is artistically this engrossed, engrossing. Flash it's Gordon. It's very deliberate. No. Flash Gordon is. Uh, I mean, Flash Gordon is its own thing, but it's not as it's. There are you can see, the the you can you can you can kind of see through some of the Flash Gordon stuff. Dune is dense. His, his Paul Atreides' bedroom, when when the hunter seeker comes through mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. through the bedpost, yep. his bedroom, the set design, for his, just just that small room alone, like no corner was cut on any of this stuff. It's very not at all. I, listen, it's hard to look at this movie and see how he didn't spend more than forty million dollars. I, I I still look at this movie and I'm like, I don't know how the fuck he did this, other than the fact that he did share some sets and locations with Conan the Destroyer, which was apparently shooting at the exact same time. So they shared some locations. <laughs> yeah, those are mostly the Fremen locations, oh, the, yeah. the, the caves and stuff like yeah. that. No, and I, I don't know for right. certain. I'm not saying that as a fact. It would make, it would make like, sense. Because yeah. it really didn't share any um, sense. <laughs> Lynch is good with budgets. He's very I just, good with budgets. I think this movie's on par with like Lord of the Rings, with Jackson's Lord of the Rings, like the Fuck. artistry that was put in. What? I'm not talking about the film. I'm talking about the visuals. I'm I'm There's staying still, with the visuals. I, I understand that. I still I still respectfully disagree with you. I I get it. I think but he's right about the visuals. It's and the your show. Design. You're allowed to be wrong every now and then, sir. That's it's not about being wrong. <laughs> Listen, we all have opinions. I, I just. <laughs> I'm just making funny. Um, you know, Stevie, you, you, you brought up too that you could uh-oh. you didn't you didn't feel it was like a Lynch film. What I noticed in this is a ton of stuff that was used in the fantasy sequences from the, the newest season of Twin Peaks. If you were to watch just the sequences, the fantasy parts from the new Twin Peaks series, I know you haven't watched it yet. The the style and decor is like a copy from Dune. Hmm. It really was striking how much interesting it looked like it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the original director of this production uh, had to leave because his older brother suddenly passed away. Uh, that that director was Rid- was Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Uh, wow. And he also felt it would take far too long for it to reach production, so uh, he left it in favor of Blade Runner. He wanted to do it like Star Wars, yeah. according to his... Uh, and uh, uh, David Lean turned down this movie. Oh, to make a passage to India? Yeah, I don't know, but that's, that, that would have been interesting. Uh, so David Lynch turned down a job to make this movie. Uh, he had been offered Return of the Jedi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would have been a trip. I mean... I mean Right? Jesus. I apparently, mean, he told George Lucas. It's incomprehensible. Apparently, he told George Lucas, that's your thing. It's not my thing. <laughs> he was right. Uh, Val Kilmer. T- I don't need uh, a 10 minute aside from Hammerhead <laughs> in the fucking cantina. Yeah. Okay. Talk also, to the man about life. <laughs> also, like, Vader, Vader would have taken that helmet off in Act One and just walked around yeah. all gross through the entire film. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I will drool on would, you, Luke. Yeah. That would have been spectacular. 
<laughs> and, the, and the Ewoks would have been much more evil looking. Oh my oh, god, they, they, they would have been cut in half. Too. <laughs> they would have had rabies. They would all had a rabies and fleas. Don't touch them. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Val Kilmer, awesome. Val Kilmer turned down the role of Paul Atreides, Good. and uh, apparently, uh, before it was offered to Kyle MacLachlan, uh, Christopher Reeve auditioned, and mm. apparently Dexter Fletcher was very seriously considered. Really? Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Well, if you look him up on IMDb, he has like eighty some acting credits before he really started to get into directing. Yeah, I grew up with him on TV. Yeah, and then he acted in my uh, my little short preview film thing that some French director made. That it's not a real film; it's on free online. <laughs> Welcome to Hoxford. But you know, Dexter Fletcher, I've known that he would have been cool in that role. Yeah, he's he's Amer- He's British though, right? Not American. Yes. Yeah, because he was played an American in Britain on the show I grew up with him watching. Watching him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was he on t- as a TV show? Yeah, it's called Press Gang. Oh, okay. The kid show. He was. Uh, we yeah, we, uh, we yeah. just sounds we it. Just, we had uh, we talked about it. Well, obviously, we we did uh, Rocket Man as one of our earlier podcasts, and then we also did uh, we had our Todd Stashwick on to discuss. Bugsy Malone, which was Dexter Fletcher's first film as an actor in 76 when he was like eight or something like that. Uh, he's a, he plays this little kid named Babyface. So, yeah, I was I was stunned looking through his his acting resume, how many how many roles he's had and in, in what films he's been in. It's kind of amazing. He's the, he's directing the, the Sherlock Holmes sequel, right? Isn't he? I believe the, so. The yeah, third the third one. one. Yeah. Hmm. So. Patrick Stewart said that the still suit was the most uncomfortable costume he has ever worn. <laughs> Max von looks wonderful. Max von Sydow said the same thing, but he said he put up with it more because he loved the way his body looked in it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's another guy who I totally forgot was in this movie until I saw him. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. there's Max von Sydow. And he's just kind of just laid back role. Well, you he's know, there. Right? He's like the emperor's guy, man on the scene, and you know, but then. You know, he kind of he realizes that the Duke is the real deal. And, you know, he has that whole sequence in the cockpit. And then the next thing you see, he's 18. being tortured by Harkonnen. And then, you know, he's out. And you're like, what? What? Yeah. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> kind of how it is in the book, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That kind doesn't have a big role. No. So all members of the Atreides family, other than French, Cheska Annis, eventually appear on Twin Peaks as Latham was saying, uh, along with, uh, like you said, a whole bunch of other people. And uh, yeah, there's like seven or eight in the movie. Yeah, there was a bunch of people kept popping up. And I'm like, oh, that's a Lynch guy. That's a that's a Lynch guy. Mm-hmm. Like the uh, the guy who was in Jurgen Pochnell. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, the guy who was the red haired guy who was in the room who played Jack Nash. Yes, who played uh, was it Josie Packard's husband? Yeah, yeah, he's dead. Is he really? Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. But yeah, I, I I did enjoy watching this again. Don't don't get me wrong. Uh, I I don't think of it clearly as highly as you two do. But um, which which version did you watch? I watched the, the theatrical version. You should watch the two seventeen something like yeah. that. You should watch the Alan Smithy version. You might have different feeling about. I the don't film. think I will, but I, I will. I will. I will watch mm-hmm. it eventually. I I I'm I'm thinking that when the when the new movie comes out, we'll probably do a some sort of Dune episode and. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll at that point I'll watch the sci-fi mini, the Children of Dune series, 
and uh, I'll watch uh, the longer version of the Lynch film or the longest version available, I should say. Um, it's right. funny. I was reading something today about this, that apparently there's been rumors for years that there was this mythological six hour cut that was done of the film. And uh, Herbert himself said, I, I, he's like, it's impossible. It can't, there, it physically can't exist because when he went into it, Lynch expected to make a three hour cut of this film. So he only shot five hours worth of footage. He's like, so, yeah. so even if he added in all the even yeah. multiple takes of scenes, he wouldn't, it couldn't be he wouldn't have enough version, stuff yeah. to make a six hour version. So that's, it's right. completely, it's complete crap. So, but yeah, I, uh, I, I listen, like I said, I enjoyed watching it. It was fun to watch again. I, I, I feel like it's this, uh, really clipped version of, of Dune. It's like, you know, it hits, it hits all the high points. It gives you everything you need. I think that the, the, the person walking into this film cold, who doesn't know anything about the Duneverse is going to be, you know, is going to be a little lost. I don't know that the handout that they had at the theater was going to be overly helpful to someone if they had to sit there and read two pages of text. Well, not while the movie's going on. Well, either, I mean, right? even even if they got there 10 minutes early and were able to peruse it a little bit, and, and start, I don't know that how much that was going to be able to help them. You know, I mean, there, I mean, because there were things on there, like, for example, because I downloaded the two pages and was looking at them. And it's like, you know, they have things on there like Chris knife to explain you what a Chris mm -hmm. knife is, but they never explain in the movie what a Chris knife is. They never tell you that that's the Fremen knife that they all carry. So it's like, why bother explaining it's something? It's a knife. I know, but why bother explaining something you're never going to mention is my ah. point. Well, they call it a Chris knife, but I mean, they call it by name. So I guess they're they're thinking that you're going to be able to make the connection. That's it's it's wrong, right? Because you know? I mean, the only all I of mean, it should be on the screen. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, because the knives aren't even really focused on until they have a knife fight. Yeah, you know, at the end, and then he says, "May may thy knife chip and shatter." That's supposed to be because of the ritual. Yeah. If the if the if the gods aren't with you, the knife will fall apart. But you don't know any of that. No, that's what I mean. Um, of that because they don't they don't bother to tell you any of that stuff. And also the fact they leave so much out, they have that, that, that scene shouldn't even be in the movie. I agree. Because all the, all the consequences of that scene are completely ignored in the rest of the film. Like Paul has to raise that guy's two kids and, and pretty much be a wife to that guy's wife. Like, well, take care of his wife. He doesn't have to be, be her husband, but he has to take care of his. I mean, there's, there's a lot of consequences to that. <laughs> You know, there's also like when he's crying because he's just killed someone for the first time and they, they, all of them Fremen freak out because he's, he's shedding water right. Right. for, you know, for the dead. Um, and in the film, even in the extended cut, he, Paul just shakes that off. That's the first time, first person he's ever killed. He's like, that was rough. That's for dinner. <laughs> Who's hungry? You know? And so it's like, <laughs> first person he killed in the movie. Uh, Jameis, the 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 guy he they, they, when they meet the Fremen, he runs. He Paul runs away, abandoned his mother, and he runs away. And uh, this this guy jumps in front of him with the with the most theatrically lame knife lunge you've ever seen. And he Kyle McLaughlin, no, he he does kill him later. Kyle McLaughlin punches him in the face and runs away. And so the guy comes back and he's and he's humiliated because he got past him. So he demands that they have a fight to the death, and in the in the in the fight to the death, 
Paul kills him, and that's the first person he's ever yeah, killed. That's the in significance the of that. I don't remember either. It's in the. It, I don't know if it's in the, the theatrical cut. It's in the extended I don't think cut. It's in the theatrical cut. I don't no, remember that. It's not. That's okay. That sounds interesting. But, but I remember that from the when I saw that in the theater. Okay, they must have. There's, there's a different alteration of it, but it is in the film. Um. So even in the in the in the extended cut, they don't they they add they throw that scene in, and then they don't really none of the none of the significant residuals of that scene actually come to light. It you know he doesn't have yeah. to raise it. Although in certain scenes, if you ever watch uh, the film again. There are there are various scenes with a whole line of Fremen and two little kids, and they're always present. Those are Paul's kids that he took from the guy he killed. Oh, yeah, they're in the scene when they train on the obelisk yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they're also they're standing, also in the, like, in the and not in the throne room scene at the end, but they're when he comes down to talk to them right before they go to that scene. Uh, he's there. There, the woman is there with the two little kids. Yeah. And that's right. that's the wife yeah. and his and his two kids. Um, so I mean, look, that's what I'm talking about. If you if if you if there's some kind of weird amalgamation of your knowledge of the book, along with various versions of the movie, mm-hmm. it's a it's a very immersive experience. Yeah. But as as you say, I agree with you. Like watching it cold without knowing anything about any of this stuff, you'd be lost. When I was a kid, I was lost. Wait a minute, the house with the shield on it. The good guys are in that house. And then 20 minutes later, the fat guy's in that house. The bad guys are in this house. <laughs> bad guy, fat guy, same you know, difference. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't I don't know how. And also redhead. You can't be a redhead in the future. Yeah. You're either a diseased, <laughs> fat uh, jackass in the future, redhead in the future. It's, it's you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that the movie just didn't, add, didn't make any. And my mom was watching it with me. And my mom was like, don't even look at me. I don't even know why I'm here. I'm only here to make sure you get home safe. I have, no, I have nothing to offer you in, in, in regards of what's going no on in this film. This. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right. So that is David Lynch's. Those movies anymore. That's for sure. Right, Steve? No, but you know what? There might be some place we, well. We might oh, be. We might have to talk about some aspect of them. What aspect, Steve? You know where. You know what we have to do. Do you guys rehearse this? <laughs> We're going down the tubes. And again, the internet is not something that you just dump something on. It's not a big truck. It's, it's a series of tubes. <laughs> so now is when we uh, we check out the posters, Ben. Okay. How do you do that on a podcast, which is audio only? Because what I do is uh, I link to uh, put the podcast up. I put it up at both at the website and obviously at the place where the podcast is hosted. Oh, gotcha. But I always advertise if you want to see the poster images, go to the website and then we post all the poster images there. Nice. So people want to follow along. But we may oh, be- That's what I t- should have told Scott when he asked about how the hell am I supposed to see these posts? <laughs> go to the website. I say it on uh, the yeah, end, yeah. I say it on the end of every single podcast. I say go to the website if you want to see the poster images. Well that's that's for the rubes, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to that stuff. <laughs> the rubes. I cut out as soon as we're done li- yeah, as soon as like, I'm done talking. I just, I just tune out, yeah. I'm just I'm going someplace else. All right. And that leads us to Dune, which uh, surprisingly, and for kind of obvious reasons, 
it was a little tough for me to dig some of these up simply because right now uh, everything is flooded mm. with everyone's yeah, fan art posters for the new one. So uh, lots of Timothy Chalamet images oh, out he's there. He's so dreamy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's so hot. That's what it is. Hot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> with his floppy hair. Well, you you know, you get a lot of girls going to watch it just for him probably. So. Yeah, and if that's what it takes to get asses in the seats, so yeah. be it. Yeah, oh, they're going to leave about uh, fifty minutes in. Probably. So. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but Timothy's yeah. so cute. Why did he put his hand in that box? This is stupid. Yeah, she <laughs> told him it was going to hurt. Yeah. Dummy. I mean, they get Jason Momoa <laughs> yeah. as well, so it's like, mm, yeah, it's going to be it. If you pace out the hotties well enough. But in every hour, <laughs> you'll keep the women in the movie and, and lower the sandworm quotient. <laughs> it's funny. He, he made a he put a, a quote out a week or so ago saying like the, his fight scenes in Dune, he thinks are, his, are the best that he's done in any film yet. He's like, he's really well, proud of the fight how scenes. How many films has he been in fight scenes? Almost every one. <laughs> Oh, call me by by your name. That's a big movie with a Jason lot of Momoa. Conan. Oh, I'm sorry, Momoa. I'm I'm confusing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet's never had a fight scene. Well, yeah, I, I, he's it's not a scene. If you want to call, a, if you want a punch to be called a scene, I guess that's <laughs> he did in the Netflix. He yeah. did in the King. He had a fight yeah. scene, but it was it's it's comical on purpose. <laughs> it's purposefully comical. I mean, Aquaman is just garbage okay come on. oh aquaman's a lot of fun what are you talking oh, about man God. come on aquaman is scraping your knee with a pitch Aqu- aquaman is the second best dcu movie oh my goodness well i don't need to watch any of the other ones then uh, i may well be but i'm just saying it's the only movie the that's better than that is wonder woman so we're starting with the u.s teaser for dune nice death star mm. <laughs> wow you see how this is going to go. Two different oh. shots of the, yeah, I'm going to hate posters <laughs> I mean, for a movie you like. like the Death Star? Is it me? So the, like but you can Death see Star the mouth shadow like and the... Farting or something. So then this is uh, the U.S. Advance poster, which uh, has a lot more to <laughs> read on it. <laughs> yeah, holy crap. And it's, it, is the, it is the <laughs> motion picture... Theory of it's this the movie. motion picture event you have been waiting for. Nah, not a lot. Let's talk about that weird. But at least it's got Sting in it. Weird. Why did they have the face guy? The why did they have the chimney? That thing is a chimney on. um, I I don't know. On Giddy Prime. Yeah, and they use that as. Yeah, that's the. I I don't know. This is is that a face in the book? No, is that a Lynch thing? That's the Baron's face. Right. Basically. Well, I, I figured it was someone, but is is that how it's portrayed in the book? Uh, they don't. They, they, nah. they don't. They're they're not describing the the Giddy Prime isn't, in the book. Yeah, well, Giddy Prime the isn't really dense, dense, deep and dense. You know, why wouldn't they describe right. that thing? It's not deep and dense like American Psycho, though. Ah, it looks like Buddha or something. I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> next, so, so next <laughs> is the like next is anyway. the is the main release poster. The one kind of everybody knows. This yeah. one where he's standing there. Yep. Yep. Eh, you know, this one. Yeah. You know. Remember, when you're in space, you fly in straight lines. Yes. That's yeah. right. Well, that's, I don't know. That's, well, that's flank, how the, flank, flank. 
that's how the how the computers were flying them into the guild ship before they uh, jumped through yeah. space too. They were all that like horrible. that on these perfect arcs into the. It makes into the thing. It makes space invaders make sense. That's right. Yeah, That's right. Cheney yeah, yeah. literally dump. has 20 solid minutes of screen time in this film, even the extended cut, and yet Does she's she? on the cover. Yeah. It's Does she really? Like, she's in it that much? Wow. She's, she's, yeah, that's what I mean. I don't even know if it adds up to 20. Yeah. And her character is really important. She just got short-shrifted in this film. But oh, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't see why she's on the cover. Every character got short-shrifted in this film. Are you kidding me? Yeah, some more than others. The one who got the worst treatment was probably Stilgar. And Everett McGill could have done it. Or or shout out Mapes. <laughs> She's literally, she shows up and goes, thanks for saving my life. You have a traitor in your midst. I'm dead. Yeah, and I'm out. <laughs> in the extended cut, there's a couple more scenes with her, especially one with uh, Jessica. But yeah, that's not too much. So this, this next one, uh, number four, was an alternative. I'm not sure exactly where it was for originally. Uh, I know this was also used for Italy, though, with uh, obviously all the use... all the text in Italian. But why would you use that depiction of Francesca? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But this is this is the film. This I, mean, I know we talked about her when we watched Krull, but uh, this is the film that absolutely made me fall in love with her. Yeah. Well, she yeah. is just stunning. Yeah. Also, we Come need on. to mention, which we've never mentioned before, that there's no such thing as the weirding modules in the book. People. That's correct. Oh, wow. <laughs> right. it's, they're, That's, they, there are no a, devices yeah. That, yeah. that that harness sound that, that kill people in the books. That's correct. So, Well, that's a better idea than the book, I think. Uh, no. No. <laughs> so next well, is like Der Wustenplanet, <laughs> uh, the German with a beautiful piece of John Berkey art as the cover or as the poster. Yeah, this is pretty. Der Wustenplanet. Der Wustenplanet. There are not a lot of variations on the worms, no matter who's who depicts them. They all they're yeah, it, they all basically look the same. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it, hard to perfect uh, that. Uh, it's a worm. Well, yeah, I, you're only going to go so far away from that until it's not a worm anymore. Yeah, so. but I mean, everybody holds it up. It's like, what are the worms going to look like? It's like the yeah. tripods from War of the Worlds. It's like you know, they're, they're going to look like worms, dude. Yeah, I, think the, I think the tripods and more of the worlds are open to more interpretation than the worms in Dune are. I mean, that's what I'm you saying. You can just add three legs to anything that makes it a tripod. Well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody, everybody goes into every iteration like, what are the worms going to look like? like if, you go as, back, if you go back to the, the Barry 56 one, they aren't even on legs. They're like on invisible energy legs. Yeah, but I they know. look like they're just flying around. I'm saying they, these are not the equivalent the, the sandworms are not the equivalent of the tripods. The, tri- the sandworms don't require a new iteration every time. Though the, the tripods, right? It, it, it's understandable how why everybody would want to take a crack at them. But these are worms. Oh. You know, they're just they're just. Yeah, you can only go. There's so not a lot of variations on them. Right before it's not a worm anymore. <laughs> uh, so next is don't let your worms become snakes, people. That's the lesson of this episode. Spain. <laughs> Oh, they got that. They put the, the creases in it and everything. How nice of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best image I could find. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. The other one was. You can't do out. that with Photoshop. You could just. The make other it. one was way out of focus. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can boost the contrast and shit up and everything, but it's hard to actually get the uh, the wrinkles out. Whoa, what was that? Was that a bat in your apartment? 
<laughs> what just happened? This is the power. I do actually have to go soon, by the way. Uh, well, we're almost done. I may have to go real soon. I don't know what. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, just, movie. we're just about done. Now I have air conditioning on. Oh, okay. Uh, if you can still hear me, I don't know if that's a pain. Yeah. No, we can hear you. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Are you, uh, are you not in control of these things and you're going <laughs> on in your house? <laughs> I am right now, apparently. <laughs> Gonna get real hot in my room soon. I'm gonna have to get naked. Uh, well, yes. In that case, we will hurry. Uh, so uh, <laughs> next is uh, Japan. Kind of a, with the, with right. the guild, the guild navigator there. Oh, yeah. look at that! They, they, they got a terrible depiction of the sting of, of Sightail. Oh wow. yes, yeah. Hey, it looks like something from the Dark Crystal. I don't like it. <laughs> I was gonna say Cantina, but yeah, no, that's about right. Uh, so next is the first art piece by Aurelio Lorenzo. Okay. A lot of work here. I don't know about that expression on Shadam's face, but yeah, you know, I don't know. Right? He's very angry. He very yeah, rarely gets just, that yeah, emotional right in the film. Uh, and, and Duke Leto looks like a serial killer. So, <laughs> 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 or Chris well, Jurgen Propnow looks like a serial killer. So, <laughs> this is like the tamest role he's I've ever seen him in as Duke yeah. Leto. Uh, next is uh, Christian Ayers. Kind of beautiful. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, you know, I don't like the choices of what's being shown. They so. love this. They love that smokestack that looks like the Baron, man. Yeah. Just, yeah. This one looks like Ella Fitzgerald, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, next is Dan Mumford. Nice. Nice, nice colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he works in, works in all sorts of the bright ranges. Uh, next is uh, Danny Schlitz. It's a nice, yeah. nice three-color print. Yeah, John Sebastian Rosbach. We've wow. we've seen we've seen pieces of his before. That's pretty, very pretty. Mm-hmm. All those montages in the movie work really well too, with the hand and the glowy, yeah, circular stuff. I think that works. I think that's good Lynch stuff. Sleeper has awakened. Yep. Uh, next is Josh Budich with Alia and Alia the worm. the knife. Alia the knife. Good color. Yeah. Uh, next is Carl Fitzgerald. I like yeah. this. I like this one a lot. Like that. You don't know what you're gonna draw for the Doom your Doom poster? You just defer to the desert and the worm? Yeah, there were a lot of super minimalist posters that I just passed on because it's like they were all just like essentially a series of yellow waves. And they're like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Dune. <laughs> what do you think? Thanks. Um, uh, thanks, buddy. All right. Uh, I like that. I like this only because of uh, it, the small depiction of what I'm assuming is Paul to give the whole yeah. thing scale. Yes, and that kind of that kind of makes it epic all of a sudden. That little addition to it. Yep. Yep. The next is Kevin Carter. It's really just a kind of bunch of photos that he yeah. slapped onto hmm. some shapes and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he didn't do a lot of he didn't do a lot of work here. So. No. Yeah, he didn't even work in the Un- images. Unlike or... the next one by Kevin Tong. Oh my God! <laughs> Jesus where Christ! I, where I think he probably went through several. Holy pens. fuck! <laughs> Someone turn this guy off. <laughs> Jesus! I mean, wow! Yeah. This is pretty amazing. Yeah. How much is Virginia Madsen in this film, by the way? Like not much. If you watch the extended the version, she's beginning, like a minute. Yeah, if you watch the extended version, she's virtually not in it at all because oh, uh, well. there's a so there's, there's no a narrator. Part. Yeah, there's a narrator yeah, who right. does the beginning part. 
Okay. Uh, next is Killian Eng. Now nah, this one I kind of like. It kind of looks very sexual. Yeah. 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 I like that. Art it's almost the, the border's got almost an Art Deco feel to it. Yeah. But staying, oh. but staying very Lynchian in the design. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm waiting for like a real Lynchian poster. I haven't really seen one yet. Uh, next one is by Taryn Lopez. <laughs> oh, come on. That's awesome. Come on. Right. How could you resist, though, honestly? I, right? Yeah, you got you to gotta have that one on there. And then this next one's for Hassan. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, come on. It's so bad. Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't put my name on it either. <laughs> I just put a Z on it. Like Kermit's sure. eyes are blue, though. That's yes, funny. Yes, of, of course. <laughs> Unbelievable. Of course. I, I, get love, I love the Muppet, the Muppet Sandworm is funny, too. Not even yeah. like the animal, animal one. Like yeah. The Muppet one behind Kermit. <laughs> I didn't even see that. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, Ben, thanks. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thanks for, having Thanks for hanging out with us. No, thank you, man. It was fun. It was a week of, of Dune and the thing. So that was a that was, that was a, a welcome a distraction of... from a lot yes. of other stuff that's been going on. So thank you very much. You guys actually seem to like the movies. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, it, good it, taste. It doesn't happen every Somewhat. time, and it you know it's just as fun for us when we watch something that we've never seen. That's you know maybe we don't like as much, but even still, I mean, this was in this was this was a no brainer for us. I mean, the the, the thing is, you know, as you well know, obviously for me, the thing is. <laughs> well, thank you very much, guys. What yeah, thank you, man. Oh, thank, thank, you, thank, man. You, thank you, man. I, I appreciate your uh, your sacrifice of your time. I, I yeah. I don't I don't take oh, that no worse. I don't take that lightly. So, but I. Just we haven't we haven't eaten yet, so I'm gonna go. Oh my god! Oh jeez! Okay. Oh yeah, you gotta go eat. We're crying out loud, please. Well, this thing go. started at seven. It's please. like that's fine. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I I, I probably should have warned. I probably should have warned you that we tend to run long sometimes. Please, yeah, we uh, run no over two meals. No big deal. Give my no best, worries. Ash. Will you please? We'll do. All right. Bye -bye, I'll see you, Ben. Later. Take care. Thank you very much. Ben, thank you. Bye. So that was awesome. That's a good thing. So big thanks to Ben Templesmith for, for coming on and giving us, uh, giving us a few hours of his time. And thanks to Fesslian Studios for our intro music. Get your own awesome music at fesslianstudios.com. Please check out our website at cinementalpod.com for all the poster images we discuss on our Down the Tube segments. And don't forget to download and subscribe to Cinemental wherever you enjoy your podcasts. You can always listen to new episodes at cinementalpod.com. Also, you can follow us on all major social media accounts at SentimentalPod. For Hassan Godwin, Latham Conger III, and myself, we say thank you so much for listening, as always, and in the words of our friend and fellow cholrophobiac, Truman Burbank. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. There you go. Well, let's show in the can. <laughs>